Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 207. Good afternoon to you, wherever you are. We are live here on Facebook, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada, uh, and on iTunes, uh, wherever you are consuming podcasts. We are uh, happy to have you, and uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I do want to thank uh, a new relationship. We have a new sponsor, and that is Particle. Here it is here, Particle. Uh, amazing kind of uh, face cream, uh, men's products. I've been using them. Uh, you know, my face taking care of me. I'm not getting any younger here. And uh, got a, uh, a deal here with Particle. There they are. Amazing stuff. Uh, you could just Google them and find them. Uh, and my discount code is AMARATA, A-M-A-R-O-T-T-A. -T -T -A. Uh, check them out. Their stuff is great. They just sent me some new stuff, uh, some stuff from my hair. And uh, their face cream is just incredible. They sent me a shampoo, uh, some body wash, things like that. But this is Particle. And you can see their name up here in the top of the screen. Uh, but really, really good stuff, right? Sometimes you put on cream and it's like, eh, this stuff is like magic. Definitely check them out. Uh, and my discount code is AMARATA. Number two, a shout out. Uh, my second book is released, Tales from the Hardwood. Uh, many of you have reached out uh, and you know gotten a copy. We are excited about this project and uh, you can check it out. If you want an autographed copy on my website, otherwise you can get it from Amazon. Tales from the Hardwood is out. All right, let's get rolling to no, uh, show number 207. We are going to meet Dr. Kyle Palmer. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, or uh, Missouri, or however you say it. Um, but uh, Kyle is out there. He's the director of human resources, center school district. And we have a lot to talk about, a lot of leadership, a lot about PLC. And Kyle just got his book out uh, here. Um, and it's scrolling there on the bottom, Partnerships in a PLC. Uh, and again, it's scrolling on the bottom of the screen. We're going to meet Dr. Kyle Palmer uh, in a moment. So I have some history with PLC. I am a fan of PLC. I'm a fan of Solution Tree. Uh, Dr. Rick DeFore and all the work uh, he and his wife uh, did in schools to bring collaboration alive, to bring real communication alive, right? Not just putting people in a room, but defining what it looks like and getting the important work done. Uh, Dr. Uh, Palmer had, did his, a lot of research, did his doctorate in that, and he does have a book out. Um, but if you're in schools, right, and you're a school leader, you can't go wrong with PLC. Uh, they're uh, just the kind of mindset there, right? It's not, it's not a one-time thing. It's an all-the-time thing. Um, but just what PLC brings to the table in terms of professionals working together, I think, is so important. I learned a lot. Uh, from it. And uh, if you don't know about it, this would be a great uh, place to start because we are going to talk uh, to Dr. Palmer about that. And uh, let's bring him in the show here, uh, show number 207. Dr. Palmer, welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Hey, how are you doing today? Excited to be here. I'm excited I could use to have stuff. you. I could use some of that stuff for my hair too, so you can shoot <laughs> some of that stuff my way. I've been using Rogaine a long time, Dr. Palmer, but I am going to try out their stuff. Uh, and I, I see you got some sunburn, so that might help you yeah, out a little yeah. bit too. Yeah. It'll help out. Cool. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, the Director of Human Resources, uh, Center School District. 
Kyle, we're going to get to know you over the show here, but tell us what's your role there. How did you land in center and, and a little bit about yourself? Sure. I was a, I was a fourth grade teacher for seven years. And in, in 2007, we moved to Kansas City area to be an elementary school principal at Lewis and Clark Elementary. I uh, love that place. My kids went there. I still have a kid going there. So I had a great opportunity to be there for 10 years and do all, all that PLC work. And then in two, 2017, moved to center uh, to be the, become the executive director of human resources. Uh, at that time, I, I was just looking for a, you know, an opportunity to have a kind of a bigger impact on, you know, a district-wide position and, and impact, you know, others. And uh, it's been a great five years of, of doing HR, but we're, we're a small enough district where I get a chance to do a lot of leadership development, do a lot of our PLC work in, in partnership with our, with academic services. Uh, so it's it's really been a great a great role for me. Yeah, and you're doing some things there. Tell us about uh, Center School District. Tell us about the culture there, and and how was the year? You must be wrapping up for for graduation here soon. Yeah, actually, have we have graduation tomorrow night. Uh, wow. Center School District is a is an urban small urban school district on the south side of Kansas City, and that is Missouri. Not we're not the Kansas side. We're the we're the Missouri side. I know there's some confusion about that out there. Uh, but so we're about 2,600 students, so we're a smaller urban district. I describe ourselves as a small town in the big city, uh, a great, you know, family-oriented district. You know, like smaller districts, it's a little easier to get to know everybody. Our superintendent might show up in your classroom someday or just about any day. Uh, it's really a really great opportunity. I, I think a lot of, like a lot of districts, it's been a, it's been a harder year uh, coming out of COVID and everything, but uh you know, I've been really, really impressed with the resiliency of our of our staff and the things that we've asked them to do the last couple of years is it's it's quite astonishing and they've they've really responded every time we've asked them to do something. But I think seniors' last day was today and graduation tomorrow night and and our last school day for our kids and as well as my own kids is next Monday uh, next Friday, I think May twenty seventh. So we'll be done here in about another week. Beautiful. Um, Kyle, I I'm excited to hear about your PLC journey. Uh, you are an expert in this. Uh, we're going to get into your book in a little bit, but how did you come to meet PLC and, and what it's all about? And, and certainly it got your interest. So how to tell me about that journey. Sure. The, just like you, as you mentioned, you, when you think of PLC, you think of, of Rick and Becky DeFore. I, re I remember still to this day when I was doing my master's classes at Drake uh, University, uh, back in the early 2000s, you know, back when we had a VHS cassette tapes, you know, so one of our one of our classes, the professor throws this VHS tape in the VCR, and and I start listening to this guy talking about, you know, leadership and having teachers be leaders and collaborating with others and and, and working on the results and making sure kids are learning and everything he said is just like that. That makes perfect sense for how we should be, you know, we should be operating in education. So as a teacher, I, I wasn't able to do as much with that, but I, I knew, you know, I said to myself, the second I become a principal, that's going to be how I lead. And, and, and that's how I am anyway. You know, I try to be very servant oriented, developing and leading others, having a lot of buy-in, a lot of voice and ownership from, from those. You know, I never really see myself as like over others or dictating to others. It's, it's, I love the autonomy teachers have, but, but, but also within a, within a clear system of how it operates within, with pretty clear 
you know, kind of tight structures around how teachers can best get results for kids, but also some loose structures uh, to give them some autonomy to make the decisions. Because our our teachers are experts. They're doing it every day. They're in the classroom. They're they're phenomenal, and and we need that voice and wisdom and experience in it as well. So when I started at Lewis and Clark in 07, that's what we did. And like that first faculty meeting, you just stood up and said, we're going to become a PLC district. We're going to do this. How did you, how did you kind of roll it out? It worked out well because at that time, the state of Missouri was also undertaking kind of a a PLC initiative statewide. So I, I came in at a really good time where those energies were kind of joined. The, the interesting thing is, is that after year one of the Missouri initiative, they kind of fizzled out. So it really was all upon with our school to keep the PLC initiative going. So we, we had had a guiding coalition established. They had already, I, I joined a great school. Lewis and Clark was already a phenomenal school. So I, I just, all things kind of came together and we just kind of took off from where we were, just, you know, took small steps forward. Uh, did some book studies, talked about PLC, and I think after a couple, three years of me being there, everyone realized that this is what we're doing. We're not going to throw out new initiatives every year and then let them fade away and start something else again. And, you know, year three, year four rolls around, and we're still moving forward with this, you know, continuous improvement model. It just, you know, it just took off, and and our teachers owned it, and our kids thrived in it, and it, it was, you know, I look back on those days and it was, I just absolutely love my time there and being able to lead PLC and, and at Lewis and Clark and, and the results speak for themselves. Tremendous. So nice to hear you speaking so positively about uh, the places you've been, the place you are. Um, you got so much into this that you kind of went through your, your, your doctorate uh, in, in PLC leadership. Am I saying that right? Yeah, so about four years in, I, I, I did my dissertation and my doctorate at Baker, and I did it on the study of the, the, the implementation gap, uh, the knowing-doing gap of PLCs within the Liberty School District. So uh, that's kind of my passion as well. That's kind of how I think is we need to make sure people know what to do, and we need to make sure people are doing that because I think yeah. there's, there's so much lost in between there uh, with either not doing the work or not doing it correctly or – trying to do way too many things. We just keep it simple. Let's keep focused on PLC. And, and that's what we were able to do. But yeah, I, I did my research uh, dissertation on the PLC knowing doing gap within Liberty at that time. And I was able to, you know, is is right there with what we were doing already. So it was a perfect tie in. So Kyle, if people don't know what PLC is, right, or maybe they're not an educator and they, they listen to the, uh, the show, they're the they're the and beyond part, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say, give me three highlights. What are the three biggest components that you would say are, are PLC? I think it's, it begins and ends with a focus on student learning. So all, all the decisions that we're going to make within our school uh, are going to somehow relate back to what is best for students. And, it, and it's easy to say we're going to be student centered and we're going to do things that are good for kids, but you really have to do it, whether it be the master schedule whether it be, you know, intervention plans for kids, whether it be, you know, unwrapping the, the, the priority standards. We need to commit to the work that we know is going to help students. Uh, we're going to do that in a highly collaborative culture because this, this work is way too hard to do by ourselves. And I think that's more true now than ever uh, after a couple of years of the pandemic. But we're going to do this work. We're going to do this right work together in collaboration with our colleagues. 
And then the third thing I would say is that, that we have to get results. It's a, it, just like anything else, it's a results-oriented business. Uh, we, what we're doing, we have to ensure is helping our kids. And if it's not, we got to fix it. But uh, using our results helps us better become better teachers. It also makes sure that we're, our kids are learning. And that's, that's what we're all here for. Yeah. And Kyle, you did it in your school. You got your doctorate in it. And now you, you're even taking more steps. You're, you're leading, coaching people in it. You've written a book. And, and I'd ask you to share a little bit about your book and, and maybe some of the work you're doing now beyond your district uh, in helping other leaders learn more about PLC. Yeah, I, I've always tried to be a student of leadership. I know you, you mentioned earlier my, my the Maxwell certification that I did, and uh, I just I just love leadership and I love trying to grow as a leader. And kind of my mission is to equip others to 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 impact others in a, in a positive way. So I, I've always tried to think through that lens of how to coach, how to support, how to help other people. Because when you get better, then you just have a more positive impact on those that you work with. But we were lucky through that work at Lewis and Clark. You know, I had had someone come in working with me, you know, on some PLC stuff. And he's like, have you ever thought about, you know, becoming a model PLC school? And I, I'm like, I don't know what you're even talking about. So we we put in all of our data and, you know, and we were selected as a model school uh, for professional learning communities with Solution Tree. Uh, that was, I think, in 2014. And we, we, did, we did that for a few years. And then that kind of led into doing some more consulting and some work with Solution Tree. Um, you know, I think my move to to being HR kind of slowed that up a little bit, but uh, you know, kind of gradually gotten back into that world. And I just absolutely love it. I get, to, I love traveling. I love helping other schools and school leaders. And, you know, being a principal right now, being in education is difficult right now. Being a teacher is hard right now. Being a principal, I think, is a really hard role right now. So I just love helping helping principals become better. So. I'm actually going to be moving into more of a full-time role next year uh, with Solution Tree, uh, you know, traveling and, and doing, you know, more consulting work and more coaching work, uh, trying to impact, you know, kids all across the country. And I'm excited for that. Plus, I work with some districts around the area here. But I, I, after I just I kind of keep going to this world of trying to help and coach and support others. That's that's kind of my strength zone and and where I find my most passion. So. I'm excited to, to be able to go in and do more of that, of that work with others. Awesome. And, and if you're watching live, uh, if you're watching this on replay, uh, Kyle is going to give away two books. Uh, Kyle, why don't you hold it up there uh, and, and then share a little bit about the title. And I love it. Partnerships or parentships Parentship, yeah. in, in a PLC. You got the tree with the people <laughs> on there. Um, so we're going to give away a couple of these books. You can yes. leave a, a comment with, you know, something about PLC. What do you know about it? You have a question about it. Um, but our first two people that do that, um, Kyle and or I, you contact us. He's going to give away two books. Um, so tell me about the book. How did you come up with the title? And and uh, really, you know, what, what what is the goal of the book there? Sure. The I had this idea in my mind for about six months. And whether it be as a when I was a it kind of all worlds kind of morphed together with my world as a teacher uh, my world as a principal, my world as an HR director, I, d I just kept seeing teachers who were who are afraid to, you know, afraid of parents, afraid of that relationship, unsure of how to build that relationship, and a little bit intimidated at times. Um, and and I and I know that when I worked with first year teachers, one of their biggest fears was was reaching out and having that connection with their families and and 
you know, communities uh, outside of the school. So it just kept me thinking about, you know, what if what if parents really knew, you know, what what teachers' worlds were like and what they were trying to do and the purpose of why they're trying to collaborate. And, and then it turned into, well, what if what if teachers knew, you know, how to better connect with parents and and understood, you know, some more empathy around how difficult it is to be a parent and, and what that role looks like. And it kind of worked into this into this work of of how can we help better support school parents, you know, communities and relationships and and more specifically, because because PLC really is a focus on teachers working together for the betterment of students. Mm -hmm. But the work, this work, parentships and a PLC is bringing parents into that as well. So you, you kind of have this education triangle of students, parents and teachers all working together and the, the, getting that more collaboration that we can get the research suggests and shows and that it's going to be better for our students. So the, that was the whole idea behind the work. And when March of 2020 hit, I didn't have any more excuses about time. And, and I thought if I could get something productive out of COVID, it was going to be right in my book. So I, I wrote a majority of it, you know, that first year as we were kind of stuck at home and not able to do a whole lot. And just uh, working with solutions tree is they're just, you just don't find anybody any better. I mean, Jeff Jones and the whole, everyone you meet and work with in Solution Tree is amazing. They gave me kind of a copy editor to help me work through everything. Uh, Amy Rubenstein and Claudia Wheatley. I mean, they're just amazing, amazing people. Tom Herc, uh, who you may know is a really good mentor of mine, helped me kind of figure out things and work through things. Uh, so it was, I'm very proud of the work. I, I did not, I could not imagine and did not imagine two years ago, kind of where the state of things would be in 2022. And, you know, we, we, we see this uh, parent enragement right now in our schools when really it needs to be more about parent engagement, and mm. not just involvement, but engagement. And there's just, there seems to be so much anxiety and frustration and anger and, and all of this. And we've essentially, because of our COVID protocols across the country and world, really, we've basically shut the doors to our parents and, and haven't allowed them in. So yeah. I think the book is coming at a phenomenal time, uh, a great opportunity to, to spend some time this spring and summer next school year, you know, kind of getting back to how can we get parents to be a, to, to, it's their school too. It's how can we get them to be, in, to be engaged, uh, re-engaged. I, I got that idea from Eric Francis. Uh, he was just, I was talking to him one day. He's like, there's just, this enragement and we need to get engagement like that's that's beautiful you just you just succinctly said what i've been trying to say real clearly so i think it's coming at a great time the first part of my book is really kind of the research behind uh the positive results from parents being involved and how to create a mission and a vision and some values and commitments with your parent community how to, how to make them a real active part of your school not just this PTA group or PTO group that sits out there and you ask them for money, you ask them to do the carnival. Yeah. I, 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 we want, this is really about authentically getting parents engaged in our schools. And, yeah. and then the second part of the book is all about strategy. So I offer about 20 to 24 strategies of how to get parents involved. And as I was doing the research and, and work for this book, that was like, you, you got three or four of the same ideas from everybody I talked to, but, there wasn't a whole lot more than that. So I really hope this book is as much a, a kind of a handbook or kind of a resource on some real easy 
implementable ways to re-engage with our parents. I'm choking. <laughs> so I, 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 I it's, it's, you can buy it through Amazon. You can get it on a Solution Tree website. So I'll give my, I'll give my shameless plug for the book Parentships and a PLC uh, and sustaining school home relationships with families. You can get that on Amazon. You get it on SolutionTree.com. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very proud of the work, and I hope that most of all, I hope it benefits others. And Kyle, it's not a shameless plug. Listen, you worked hard on that. You're looking to help people. It's getting the word out. And uh, I wanted you on this podcast for a bunch of reasons, but you're looking to help parents. You're looking to help teachers build those relationships. And this is a great guide to do that. So definitely check that out. Um, Kyle, let's talk a little bit about you. You're an, a leadership expert. How do you continue to learn? You talked about being a, a continual student. How do you continue to grow? I, I, I try to read as much as I can. And I, I, it's harder when you're so busy and I'm writing a book. I didn't read as much as I normally would like to. But I, right now I'm reading the Coach K book. I, I think my favorite book to read are like biographies of like very successful people. Um, so, you know, the Bill Belichick book, the Mike Krzyzewski book, the I'd love the Steve Jobs book, the John Wooden book. I mean, I just love getting into the minds of these phenomenal leaders uh, who have had such a huge impact on our world, on our lives, and in their industry, sport, whatever it may be. I, I do. I mean, I read. I've probably read 20 John Maxwell books. Uh, I remember when I was a high school senior, I read. I read one of my first books I ever read was was John Maxwell's book about leadership, the 21 wow. Irrefutable wow. Laws of Leadership. So I'd. I just have always been drawn to that, but it's so easy to do the, you know, podcasts and I do the John Maxwell podcast and the solution tree podcast. And, uh, you know, you're mobile, you got your phone, it's, you're working out. It's easy to, to watch these short little videos or listen to as well. So it's, it's just finding some time to yourself because our, our lives are so busy. Just even if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, just to, to think, to reflect, uh, just take some time to yourself. I think that's really important. I heard a stat the other day talking about reading. They said if you read 10 pages a day, just 10 pages a day, that would be 8,200 page books that you, or 10 minutes, sorry. If you read 10 minutes a day, wow. that would be 8,200 page books a year. And I was like, wow, you know, that's a, that, that's a lot. Uh, how about Audible? Do you use Audible? I don't use Audible. I, I, I still like having that book in my hands. I guess I'm still yeah. kind of a traditionalist when it comes to that, but um, I know it's, it, it's, it's, it, you're right. I mean, that's how you grow yourself is to really be able to grow others. You have to be able to grow yourself and, and raise your lid of leadership so you can help raise others lids of leadership. So if you're not able to take care of yourself and grow yourself, it's going to be harder to help grow others as well. And you mentioned the books you're reading, uh, a lot of coaches there. And I know you coached for a number of years. So now as a leader uh, in your district, a speaker and a coach yourself of leaders, what are some lessons that you've taken from your coaching time that you use now? You know, I, we, um, I think the, the most importantly is, is, is understanding players, understanding people and, and what they bring to the table and how you can most mm – -hmm utilize them for the success of the team. I, th I think those are things you inherently learn um, by, by coaching and you can apply all those things to, to being a principal, uh, to being an executive director of HR, uh, whatever it may be. It's understanding people, motivating people, 
being able to craft a strategy and and get others in line with that to, to move them forward to to be able to influence others and 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 get them to achieve things that they may not even know that they're achieving uh, i think is are the biggest lessons i took from coaching and um you know i'm i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that i know the most about instruction or assessment or you know standards or whatever it may be i know i know a lot i mean i i'm able to train and and do all those things but we also have great teachers who are involved in this work who can do that as well. I think, I think I've always tried to go at it from the angle of how can I get others to best work together to utilize their talents and their skills by understanding people. And then I think it's just as simple as just caring about people. I think when you show that you're invested in others and you show that you're trying to, to improve the work and improve others, I think that's a great way to build leadership with people and build influence with people. And then when you're, when you're helping others get better, they're going to, they're going to try a lot harder for you. They're going to work a lot harder for you. And I think that's where you can get a lot of uh, positive outcomes. Yeah. And this is uh, uh, Dr. Kyle Palmer, everyone. Uh, Dr. Palmer, very generously, he's going to give away two books. If you leave a comment, a question about PLC uh, and, and a way to get in touch with you, Dr. Palmer, I, uh, we'll be in touch. You can do that in the comments or you can reach out to us uh, directly. Uh, Dr. Palmer, you know, you're speaking, you're consulting, you're going to do some more of it next year. And I have a lot of leaders ask like, hey, Andrew, how did you start speaking or how did you, you know, what advice would you give to a school leader like yourself who wants to do more and wants to go speak, but they just don't know how to kind of go about doing that? Um, I think I think there's a lot of great opportunities. I think you just start off with your your local associations, your state, your principals association. I mean, I, I think I started, you know, I took a couple teams who were really doing the PLC process well. You know, took them to the the PLC conference here in Missouri. You know, I I put in to start, you know, to do a couple sessions on leadership at the Missouri State you know principals association. You start there, and you you know you do it for a few years, and you notice that. More and more people come every year to your sessions, which is really exciting. Um, I think you just start applying to go to conferences. I know I had to go. You had, you had to get out there and take risks. I mean, I, yeah. you had to go out and put out an application to, to become a model PLC school with Solution Tree, and, and we did. We had to, you know, I went out and sought after, you know, getting some uh, recognitions from the International Center for Leadership and Education. So, you know, we, we really kind of reimagined and, even though we were a highly successful school, we we did a lot of great things with flexible spaces and alternative ways of learning and how to correctly use technology. And then we became a model a model school with the ICLE where I got to go present with some teachers in, in Nashville and in Orlando and uh, in Atlanta. So you just you keep growing. And, and I, I think you just kind of have to want to, too. Don't don't worry about being perfect. I mean, I I think my training and my being in front of people has improved a lot over the years. I think even when I started working with, you know, being a presenter with Solution Tree, I had a lot of work to do. I, you have to, you understand it's more about others. It's more about being there for other people and helping other people, not just what message it is that you want to share. And yeah. when I kind of figured out to get people collaborating and moving around and talking more and that I was there to help them, it really helped me become better. And, and you, you learn by doing, and that's one of the main mantras with PLC is you learn by doing it. So don't wait until you're perfect. Just start doing it. Do it at your your do it in your school district. You know, ask to 
do a leadership session for your principal group. Um, even if it's five people that you're in front of, that's going to make you better. And it's just going to grow from there. You're spot on and, and you're hundred percent correct about being the, you know, the, the, for other people. Uh, my daughter just hung a, a poster in her, her room of Pitbull. You know, I got a teenage daughter and on there it says, been there, done that, you know, and I like Pitbull and I know he's a heck of a hard worker, right? Very successful. Yeah. But in order to have been there and done that, you have to go there and do that. So exactly uh, what you said, but that's what popped into my head when I saw the poster. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, you mentioned Coach K, right? And yeah, yeah. You're, you're Kyle. But you also have some other K's in your life, and I thought this was pretty interesting. Your children are Carson, Carson Cal, and Claire, and they're all with a K. And so, and, and we have a, a younger one, Kaufman. Um, oh, you have another yeah, one too. I'm four, sorry. Four, yeah, so we're we uh, we we are busy people. My my wife's a principal <laughs> as well. My wife Tara is a principal wow. in North Kansas City. Uh, so yeah, we're we're a very busy family. But no, I I I came from a family where I have older twin brothers. Uh, their names are Kirk and Kendall, and an older sister named Christy. So we we had this K tradition going, and I'm the youngest. So you know I had kids latest, but before my kids, uh, my one brother had uh, two kids, Keegan and and Corey, and then my uh, the other twin brother, <laughs> he had a, his family and his wife had a tradition of J's. So they had to kind of compromise. So I have a, a niece, Carly. But then I also have a, a nephew, uh, nephews, Jadison and Jace, because they had to do K and J together. And then my okay. sister had a daughter, Kylie. And so, you know, I, it was my, my wife is Tara and her brother's Tyler. So they kind of had a T thing <laughs> going on. But we kind of we kind of won out, I guess, with the K's. Uh, yeah. So what did you, you wife? What did your wife say about uh, that? I don't I don't remember that particular <laughs> argument very well, but uh, I think she saw that it was. Uh, uh, we had a lot of K's already going on in the Palmer family. So uh, she let, maybe she was just being nice and she let me keep that going. But yeah, Carson, he's graduating here. He just graduated on Sunday and we're doing his party here on Saturday and going to KU over in Lawrence. Of course year. he's going to KU. <laughs> uh, so wow. yeah, Claire, Claire's our, Claire's our sophomore dancer and Cal is named after Cal Ripken. Uh, Cal Ripken was my kind of boyhood idol growing up. And then yeah. Kaufman is our, he's our six year old. So if you're familiar at all with Kansas city and Kaufman, that's like, that's a, a very notorious name that, you know, Ewing Kaufman founder of the Royals, Ewing Kaufman center, the Ewing Kaufman school, Kaufman foundation. So we just, we kind of fell in love with that name. It was a K. So we went with Kaufman for our, for our baby. Well, forgive me for leaving him out. Maybe the article I read about you, he wasn't around at that point. Probably not. No, yeah, if you yeah. met Kaufman, you would never you would never forget him. So he's oh, okay. he's got all the spunk in life you could ever possibly want out of a child. I love it. I love it. What a cool uh what a cool tradition, man. That's pretty it is, cool. Yeah. It is. That's pretty cool. Um you have a lifetime here of work and education, Kyle, and you're doing things in your district, outside your district. You know, where are we going? Where do you see this going next? We just came out of this terrible thing that had a, a rough effect on us, but you know, where are we going? You know, that's a, it's a great question, Andrew. I, I, I think about that a lot. And, and in all my travels, you know, I, I, I travel to Texas quite a bit. I travel to Arkansas, California, out East. It's, it's the same conversation everywhere. You know, 
teachers are struggling, teachers are burnt out, uh, the workforce is depleted, uh, you know, people are leaving education for, you know, other, other professions. It's, it's, I'm worried, to be honest. I, in some way, we, we've got to try to have a, a reset of some sort. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but, you know, teachers have worked so hard these last two years. We've asked them to, on a, on a dime, go to virtual instruction. And then we asked them to go virtual and come back to school and then like go virtual and come back to school. And we asked them to, you know, to work around people who were sick or not sick and be quarantined and be at home. And, and then we didn't realize that, you know, after kids being at home for a year or so, they were going to come back to school, hadn't lost a lot of their behavioral skills and expectations. And I think that's probably been as about as much a shock as anything is yeah. we had kids in second grade who had never been in a school before, uh, you know, for the most part. So I, it's, it's been tough. And, and we, now we see that the, you know, number of teachers coming into pipeline is dwindling and um, there's some worrisome things there, but we've got to somehow rally behind the value of education because it's obviously crucial for the success of, of ourselves, for our, our culture, our world, our, our everything. Um, so we did, we got to think about ways so we can reimagine maybe the profession, uh, reset in some way to kind of wash, wash all this stuff away and, and kind of start over a little bit. And uh, kudos to you for coaching up leaders to be better leaders, right? Better leaders are going to help produce better uh, teachers and better, better, you know, schools, which is going to, raise all of that up so yeah. uh the work That's you're doing cool. is so important kyle before we get to rapid fire is there something that i didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about oh uh, no i just you know i it's i appreciate the opportunity to be on here today I, I think what you just said i think we have to pour into each other as well we need to take care of ourselves but we need to we need to come at this thing from an angle of we're all here to help each other um we're all, we we need to get everybody on the same page uh, stop fighting against each other and advocating for this and that and whatever. It, it's too hard. We gotta we gotta get people on the same page. Yeah, I saw a quote online the other day. We gotta stop worrying about people having thick skin and have bigger hearts. Oh, that's absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Kyle. Let's roll. Uh, this is rapid fire. These are the quick answers. Whatever comes to your mind, uh, uh, right off the top. Are you ready? Okay, ready. Here we go. Last book you read? The I'll say the Coach K book. I'm about halfway through it, but uh, I'll say the Coach K book. It's phenomenal. Sounds like uh, he made a little bit of money last year. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of $12 million. I think he's doing okay. A couple bucks there. There's a few Ks right there. Uh, <laughs> last movie you saw? Uh, Top Gun. I, I'm, I'm going to go watch the, the sequel here next weekend, so I wanted to – Oh, I wanted to watch the original because it was like 30 years ago. So Top Gun or Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, and Tom Cruise looks the same, right? He looks, he looks exactly – it's like the movie was made yesterday. You're right. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Uh, your favorite dish? Uh, probably pizza. Yeah, you get good pizza out your way? We do, yeah, if you go to the right okay. place. Okay. Pizza um, or, bar or barbecue. You got to say barbecue being from Kansas City, so – can't we're going to get there. to that. <laughs> what um, uh, you mentioned a bunch of places. You mentioned that you like to travel. So, you know, give me your top two. Where are your best places you've enjoyed uh, so far? Uh, Maui. Uh, we, my wife and I went there for our twentieth wedding anniversary last summer, and loved it so much. Taking all the kids back this summer. So Maui, Hawaii, oh, wow. uh, beautiful, beautiful place. And 
I, I love I love the mountains too. So we go to Breckenridge or you know out to the Denver area quite a bit. So can't go wrong nice. with either one of those places. Can you can you drive to Denver from Kansas City? How far is that? Yeah, it's about nine hours. So it's not too bad. Okay, that's, that's okay. Yeah, it's good. It's too long day, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. We were in Breckenridge there uh, uh, last summer as well. Nice, nice spot. What's a? Uh, you mentioned some blogs in the journal. So what's a journal or a blog you would recommend? Oh, the John the the John Maxwell blog. You know, he does the he does a podcast every Wednesday. I think they release it. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. There's like a kind of a teaching from him. And then there's a discussion about it with Mark Cole, uh, kind of how it applies to your life. It's something I do every week. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Great stuff. How about a stress reliever? Um, I, we have a, we, we have a, uh, outdoor fire pit and I mean, mm. we've kind of put a lot in our backyard. We've got a pool now, so I had nothing better than sitting by the fire or sitting in the pool with the kids. Uh, this is how I, it's, it's my favorite time. Very nice. Yeah. We've had a nice stretch of weather here. And I, I agree with you on that. Give me two recent victories of yours. Um, I, I just think the, you know, persevering through all this, we've had the last couple of years and, and staying positive and helping see some, see some other great leaders really doing a great job of leading their schools and making huge impacts. And I think, and just the resiliency of what we've seen with our teachers uh, right now, I just, I just want to celebrate our teachers and what they've done to support kids the last couple of years. So those are my victories. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel fill in the blank. Uh, I'm focused because that's my that's my uh, that's my Kyle time for the kind of business operations. So whether you know working on my consulting or the training I got coming up, or you know trying to somehow you know kind of build the. The, the, the world I'm trying to create as far as the training and leadership stuff goes. So my yeah. early Saturday morning, everybody's still sleeping is my time to kind of unwind a little bit and get wrapped up in my world. I'm trying to create here. I hear you on that best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life. Uh, I'll, I'll say the, the John Maxwell 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Uh, that I read 20 or 25 years ago. Uh, it's, it's, between that and the Rick DeFore work, you know, throw in a Jim Collins, good to great book here or there. You know, that is kind of how I think right there. That's me in a nutshell. I love it. Uh, George Brett or Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> That's unfair to even put that on record. Um, <laughs> you know, George Brett represents everything great about Kansas City sports in the past. And, and Patrick Mahomes represents everything great about Kansas City sports right now. So I can't say both, but uh, – I'm a huge, huge Mahomes fan. I mean, that dude is awesome. Yeah. And he is a he is a great a person as he is a football player. You gave a great answer to that question. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Um, what's your favorite football Sunday tradition in Kansas City? Oh, I just we, we could try to go to about one game a year. So, you know, tailgating and with the Chiefs is it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. But we we always try to have the the family together watching the game. So uh, we, nice. we watch them all, that's for sure. Yeah. I love the sports there. I love uh, the, the, the way they have – it's the downtown and that whole area and the stadium and uh, very cool. So if yeah. I was going to visit, where are you taking me in your hometown? Um, I, I, I When I think of my hometown, I think of the family farm I grew up on. So if I were to – you know, I grew up in a town of about 2,000 people. It was a wow. small rural country town, so – 
if I were to take somebody back to, you know, kind of my, where I grew up, I'd take them back to the farm I grew up on. And uh, I'm a very proud, very proud farm boy. Uh, you know, that really instilled in all of us the the value of hard work, the value of, you know, loving each other. And because you, you kind of were it, you know, that we, something had to happen. It was happening with us or, you know, my grand, my grandparents farm. Uh, I, I learned the value of hard work at a very young age. So that is something that will, has always carried me through. Good for you, man. Uh, what is one thing you're curious about? I'm curious about how to, I'm curious about the future of education and kind of what we were just talking about. I'm curious about what can we do to, to kind of reset some things with education and, and get it on a, get it on a, maybe a better, uh, more, po more positive trajectory. Yeah. Amen to that. Something about Kyle Palmer that people do not know about. Um, you didn't ask me about my my uh, my recent movie was Top Gun, and my favorite movie of all time is Lonesome Dove, and that 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 probably is a movie that not many people remember or have ever heard of, but uh, that's my all time by far number one favorite movie of all time. Also, I'm colorblind, which sometimes really interests people, uh, and they ask me about all the different colors I see or don't see. So that's wow. interesting about me. Give me a give me a ten second review of Lonesome Dove. I never heard of that. Uh, two two cowboy rangers, uh, Robert Duvall and uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who were famous actors, uh, yeah. take a take a cattle, you know, a big herd of cattle from Texas all the way up through Montana. It's kind of like what Yellowstone was, you know, what Yellowstone is now, kind of eighteen thirty two, you know, all that stuff is kind of what this was twenty five thirty years ago. So uh, okay. just a just a great. Great, you know, like six hour long type of movie. Oh my goodness. Okay. Lonesome Dove. Kyle, you got the book out, you're consulting, you're gonna be doing some more of that. How can people get in touch with you and learn more about you? Well, I need to work on my website quite yet, but uh, at Dr. Kyle Palmer is my Twitter handle. You know, you can connect with me on that. Uh Dr. Kyle Palmer at gmail.com is my email. I'd love hearing from people and connect to people. I got people who ask me for resources and different things or just have questions or run by me. So uh, Dr. Kyle Palmer at gmail.com. And then again, Twitter's at Dr. Kyle Palmer. So please reach out. I'd love to get a couple of books out to, to those of you in the chat. We just need your name and address and I'll get that book out to you and uh, let me know how I can help. Cool. This has been great, Kyle. And uh, I admire your work looking to help leaders as you're doing. Um, Kyle, I love quotes. And so I'd invite you. Do you have one that you know we can end with here? There's there's a lot of great quotes, but the, the one I have I have it on my email signature, and I think of all time is that uh, from John Maxwell is everything rises and falls on leadership. So uh, mm. that's that's where I stand. Mm. I've heard that before. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Uh, this was Dr. Kyle Palmer, show number two hundred seven. Dr. Palmer, I appreciate you very much. Uh, stay on the line. Uh, check out his book again, Parent Ships in a PLC. We're going to sign off here, uh, show number 207. We appreciate you tuning in uh, wherever you are uh, consuming your podcast. Uh, and if I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Keep rolling, everybody, and keep surviving and thriving. Mm -hmm.